RJ Benjamin is with us. As you know, this is where we look behind the music. And uh, that was uh, John Lennon. I don't know if you guys picked that up. John Lennon, She Loves You. Hello, RJ. Hi, how are you? How old is that song? That song is so old. Uh, I think She Loves You came out in about 1965, 1966. We need to digitize the song. Oh, man. I, I'm sure there's a remaster somewhere. Um, it's just, but it's, it's gorgeous. It's, 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 it's beautiful. Still would be considered pop music, you yeah. know. Um, there's the, there's something special about it. I mean, um, the Beatles, obviously John yes. Lennon was a, a pivotal part in the Beatles. Um, they found the formula for like the perfect pop song. Yeah. Um, they broke molds in music, but yeah. they also like created so many things that people still use today. You know, the, the, the she loves you, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. To this That's, day, to this it, day. Um, it's catchy. Yeah. They repeat it a million times in the song. The song is short. It's like yeah. two and a half minutes yes. long. You know, there was a stage in, in, in pop music yeah. um, in this country as well. The, the rule was every song uh, for radio for should, radio. should yeah. be three and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, the Beatles songs are usually about two and a half minutes. Sure. But what's interesting is um, now music is shortening again because yeah. of streaming yeah. and how short people's attention spans. Quickly. We, we've got to get this out quickly. Two, and two and a half minutes in and out. Get down. your messages across Absolutely. if you can't do it now, well, it's too late. Yes. That kind of thing. Well, it's still catchy. It's still catchy. I no mean, it's it survived all these years. Oh, yeah. So why are we looking into John Lennon that way? Well, I thought it would be a good time to talk about him. He's, 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 he's never really uh, you know, spoken about Next to the Stevie Wonders or, mm-hmm. or the other musical geniuses out there, but he really was one. This week would have been uh, on the ninth; would have yeah. been his seventy ninth birthday. He would which have is been cr- young. He would have been seventy nine I mean, years old. Seventy nine is not it's not ancient. No, I mean Paul's yeah. still going strong. That's it. That was his writing partner. Yeah. Um, you know, um, his son, interestingly enough, Sean Lennon, was born on the same day. Oh. And actually, that, that's what caught my attention. Yes. I didn't realize that he had his son on the same day. Same day he was born. Fascinating. That's beautiful. Absolutely. That is beautiful. Um, yeah, I mean, look, uh, you, you know, um, he, the Beatles wouldn't exist if it wasn't for John Lennon. And would you still say, mm-hmm. after all these years, mm-hmm. would you still say? They're arguably the best band that ever was. Look, in terms of musical skills, yes. no. <laughs> but they um, knew how to kind of move a culture. You know, and I don't even know if they realized what they were doing. Because I don't think uh, that's how artists were. Ah, yeah. Um, but so it wasn't intentional. It's just kind of happened, no, so to speak. No, exactly. Look, there are certain points in time, and in the music industry it applies to, where an artist's or a band were so powerful yeah. they changed the, the world, world not yes, just the yes. music industry and the Beatles were, were one of them yeah. you you can point to certain artists who had had such fandom that it went beyond mm. ordin, uh, or the ordinary uh, uh, musician the Beatles uh, Elvis Presley would have been one Beyonce is probably our modern version yeah. Michael Jackson would it have was, been one yeah. um, where the fandom is is on another level these people worship these the artists, but yeah. I, I imagine. I mean, can you imagine the Beatles in the age of Twitter? My goodness, that would have been massive. It would have been nuts because because my parents, who are in the bottom of the continent, mm. somewhere across the <laughs> Atlantic oceans and yeah. all sorts of things, knew of the Beatles, would sing along to these songs, Absolutely. for instance. Who in the apartheid? So, can you imagine the elements where you have people living here, going through their own things, mm. problems, and all? Mm. Knew the Beatles without social media, with all sorts of other sanctions. Right. By the way, absolutely. Right. That's so true. Can yeah. you imagine in a free world what they'd be like? That's nuts. I mean, there's that movie that came out recently yeah. about the fact that the world um, f- 
uh, didn't know about the Beatles except for one guy on the planet. And he, he used that to <laughs> yes, his advantage. Yes, and then he just yeah. uh, replicated I think their music, music transcends yeah, generations. I think um, John, um, look, uh, the the writing relationship between uh, Paul McCartney and John Lennon is is one of the greatest of all time. Many people would would say it's the greatest. Um, and uh, what they did in a very short space of time, less than a decade, roughly seven and a half eight years, sure. changed the face of music. Um, and what's interesting about John Lennon is he wouldn't stop there. Uh, he he had a tragic ending to his life, but an absolutely iconic artist um, who no doubt was a genius in his own right. Are you pinning it down to the writing? Oh, he's no doubt um, one of the greatest writers, even even on his own. It's absolutely writing. Look, I'm a songwriter myself. Mm, I'm mm, passionate mm. about songwriting. It was songwriting. They wrote so much material mm. in that short space of time. Mm. Um, then they disbanded. Mm. Um, uh, but but towards the end, uh, 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 their writing styles changed. Mm. You know, together um, when they were writing songs like "She Loves You." Yes. Um, there are stories about how Paul and, and, and John would just sit in, on a bed next to each other and just bounce ideas. What about this? What about this? What about this? Da, 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 with their little music instruments mm. uh, next to them, playing guitar, playing piano, whatever. They just, um, a, 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 and that was deep into their, into their fame. They were just so close. Mm. And, and unfortunately, as, as fame kind of uh, uh, swallowed them yeah, up, yeah. Um, it, 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 it corroded um, that the relationship. relationship yeah. They all became um, such mega stars. That you almost start to live in your own circle. Yeah. You have your, your own people around and you. And the machine. The, the machine, machine is what got in the way. I the machine think. is what, look, when you get that big, it's, yeah. it's almost inevitable that it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I think the big kicker with John, and many people will, will, will know Yoko Ono. Yes. Um, yeah. Very famous yes. uh, human being and, in her own right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I, I've heard Paul McCartney s- 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 try and uh, uh, protector, but <laughs> if you ask Beatles fans, Beatle maniacs as they call yes. them, they will tell you that the person who killed the Beatles was Yoko Ono. Yeah. And every single time there's a girlfriend in the band <laughs> who seems to be causing issues, someone will go, "Dude, that's uh, that's your Yoko Ono right there." You know, so um, she's she's got a bad rep, no doubt about it. Um, and and uh, you know. It started to fracture the way that they wrote. Yeah. So instead of writing everything together, where it was almost like line for line, you yeah. know, creating melodies together. That isolation. Um, there was this isol- uh, isol- isolationism. Mm-hmm. And, and essentially, even if they wrote on a song together, it would be uh, John yeah. writing uh, the verse and then Paul writing no, the chorus or the, the bridge. Um, and, they, and, a, and a lot of songs at that time were written completely separately. Probably the most popular of those was a, a song called Come Together, yeah. um, which is iconic, has been covered by so many people. Yeah. It's a through and through John Lennon song. It's much more psychedelic than the early Beatles. Uh-huh. She loves you, etc. Yeah. Um, and, and you can hear that coming through. You you can hear that there must have been um, some kind of drug part, partake. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, I'm going to now listen differently. Okay, <laughs> let's, now, now you brought me listening. Okay, okay. All right, Come Together uh, by the Beatles. <laughs> So, no, 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 I am hearing what you were talking about. <laughs> Come together. I, I, can, I can hear it. I can hear it. And I will never hear it the same way ever again. I mean, look, it, it, um, I mean, obviously, it, it, it was the age of the hippie. Yeah. Um, the, the it was cool to be high. I mean, come on. The late 60s yeah, was, a, was a special time, especially, <laughs> I think, in, in the US and the UK. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and look, I mean, they were, um, they were, they were going on their own tangents spiritually as well, uh, going on retreats, 
um, <laughs> and and exploring genres <laughs> of music of that were almost um, unknown to to uh, the Western world, really. Yes. Uh, and I mean, John was the biggest, and Yoko just completely changed his character. It was like he was a different human being. You know, she was in those sessions. George Martin was the famous producer of the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was instrumental. He was like, he was the fifth Beatle. Many mm-hmm. people refer to him as that. I think he's still alive. Mm-hmm. And he was instrumental in um, shaping the sound of the Beatles. And even when they became more exper- experimental, like the the song Come Together. Um, and there's some way out there music uh, that I would urge people to go listen to. The song called The Day in the Life is absolutely trippy. Also primarily written by John. Um, and uh, But Yoko eventually was sitting in on those studio sessions. She was in. Wow. And she was giving production notes. She was giving compositional notes. Oh, and, and John didn't stop her. And this drove Paul McCartney and George Harrison and Ringo Starr absolutely nuts. They, they they didn't know how to stop her, and they couldn't stop John. She had him, um, but he was. That is interesting. That that the nature of the relationship yeah. and what allowed it to continue. I'm fascinated by what allowed it to continue. It really is fascinating. Look, the bottom line is John Lennon was so deeply in love with Yoko Ono. It's like um, uh, Paul has described it as the deepest love he's ever seen. He was that. They were infatuated with one another. I mean, I've been in love. I, oh I suppose I felt felt deep <laughs> love, you know, but... Felt um, stupid. I mean, love does that. I mean, Love you, makes you crazy. Yeah, no, no, no. Love makes you feel mm, all sorts of, you absolutely. know, I wouldn't have done that if I was in love, type, if I wasn't in love type thing. That, that, absolutely. And I think, I, I think that played a big part. You, you, it, it's almost undeniable. And, and the Beatles um, split up in uh, 1970, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, at least their last album was released in 1970. They had already mm. broken up before mm. Let It Be, which mm. was their final album, mm. had, had even been uh, released. Yeah. People didn't know it at the time. Oh. Um, but they, their split, which was less than eight years in total, okay, they amassed, um, they were the biggest selling band mm. of all time. They still mm. hold that record by a country mile. Sure. They've sold something like 800 million albums. Sure. No one's coming close. I think. Sure. I think maybe uh, Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra, and Michael Jackson are the only other ones um, uh, who are who are anywhere near. Who that. attempt mm. to get close? Back. Um, and uh, the most number one hits by a band. There was a stage when um, Mariah Carey in the '90s actually amassed as many Billboard number ones as the Beatles. Okay. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and and essentially that kind of. Just those seven and a bit years sure. basically lay the foundation for them being the greatest band of all time. I mean, it, it actually boggles the mind that it, it's not even 10 years. It, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't even, even 10, ten years. years. It boggles my mind. It you know, you would imagine years. it to be this long period of time. No, it wasn't even that. And Beatlemania is still huge. Yes. You go to London. Yeah. And there's uh, in London. There's all these shops that sell little London goodies. London yes, the Tower, little, the or you box, know what I'm saying, yeah. the Soldier or the the, the and Monarchy. The and the Beatles are always there. They are still <laughs> there. They are the they are one of the the, the great prides of yeah. of the culture. of of the Popular UK. Jeez. All right, let's yeah. take a quick break and then uh, we'll continue with this conversation. It is a fascinating conversation. Listen, join in if you like. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. I'm with R J Benjamin. We're talking about the Beatles. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. 
All right, R.J. Benjamin is with us, and we're discussing the Beatles and John Lennon and all sorts of wonderful things and other band members as well. So we were at a time when we were discussing, what, seven to eight years, almost eight years of... Almost eight. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. I don't think anybody has... So... Yeah, I don't think, it's, I don't think it will ever be repeated, what, what happened in those seven and a bit years. Do we know what broke them up? I mean, apart from... What we're speculating about relationships and the fact that it became too big. and It was all of that. It was all of that. There's, uh, there are several um, members who over the years, and it's been a long time now. I mean, yeah. We're talking 1969, 1970. Yeah. Uh, you know, I wasn't alive until nine years later. So, <laughs> uh, so, so um, it, it, I think it was all of that. It was a combination. It Isn't was, that interesting that I wasn't alive, but yeah. I know Yoko. You know what I mean? So yes. isn't that that that, that culture yeah. has continued? You would think it was just the other day. That's how powerful it is. That, yeah. That's how powerful the Beatles were. You still see them in pop yeah. culture. And she obviously didn't sing, but we all yeah. know Yoko. Absolutely. Look, she did sing. She sounded terrible. Did you sing? She, John, let her sing on a few songs. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. He, look, he he did embark on a, on a solo career. I think that was the big thing. When the Beatles broke up, then it there, there was almost a, a competition, especially between Paul. And John, yes. who were the great writers. Yeah. But a lot of people were like, well, who's the greater? Mm. And what's going to happen post the Beatles? Who's going to make the biggest impact? Um, and uh, I think commercially, uh, Paul McCartney's probably had, had the greatest success. Look, obviously, he's still alive. He's yeah, been so releasing ever, ever since. Uh, he created this band with his wife, Linda, yeah. the late yes. Linda McCartney, yeah. um, called Wings. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, they, they had some big hits. They had, he had a big song in a James Bond movie called Live and Let Die, which yeah. became quite an yes, iconic piece of music. Yes, that was huge. Absolutely. It still is. Yeah, that yeah. was a huge song. He did, he did Say, Say, Say with Michael Jackson. Yes. You know, uh, the, uh, the Girl is Mine with mm. Michael Jackson, which, which were big hits. Um, I remember from the 80s, uh, the, the, what, what I would call the frog song. Uh, win or lose, sink or swim, one thing is certain, you'll never give in. Yes! Arm in arm, hand in hand, we all stand, stand together. together. I just knew it was the frog song. I didn't even realize that it was actually called We All Stand Together, you know. Uh, what a beautiful piece of music. I love it. Like, I've just got that, I've got the animation in my head. Um, John obviously went a very different way. He moved to New York. He left London. He abandoned uh, his people, so to speak. Um, and he became the strongest, um, how can I say this, a protester mm. against the American government yeah. for what he felt they were doing uh, worldwide. Vietnam. Uh, in in Vietnam stuff, in particular yeah. and beyond that, he was uh, very much against Richard Nixon, mm. uh, the whole Watergate mm. scandal. He mm-hmm. was against it. And he was so powerful mm. that um, uh, there was he, he almost created this yeah. movement yeah. Uh, in America that fought hard against all of these things. Um, he was strong with what he believed mm. and Yoko just pushed him forward. Mm. Um, Obviously, they had two beautiful kids, uh, Sean, who was born on the same day, and Julian Lennon, who's the older kid. Um, But in terms of uh, John, he got uh, assassinated um, Mm. while him and Yoko were coming back from a studio session. Mm. Um, um, A a gentleman named… It it was political. I mean, I think it felt a little bit like they were in the mix of all the politics. A a lot of people have definitely conspired that it was political. The the, the guy who killed him, who who confessed guilt, his name was Mark David Chapman, he he doesn't… He's never admitted that it was political. Um, He said that he was inspired by the book Catcher in the Rye. Oh, no. Um, he read yeah. the book, and the book told him yeah. what to do. Yeah. There was also a big statement that John Lennon made, which was highly controversial, which is, um, a, a, and often taken out of co- uh, uh, context, which is, he said, uh, we're, we're bigger than God. 
Yes, that, that was a big that was a big one. Yeah. It was a it was a biggie, biggie, biggie. Yeah. It was a real big yeah. one, and uh, and in America, my right. goodness. And Mark, Mark Chapman yeah. took great offense to this, yeah. and he felt, how dare this man say mm. this? It's sacrilegious. Mm. I'm going to kill him and 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 help the world. Yeah. And he was determined. Rescue he, the world from he this He drove guy. halfway across America, yeah. and shot him point blank, and that and that was tragically the end of uh, John Lennon, December um, 1980. <laughs> so. There are, in all of this, I mean, there was beautiful music as well. I mean, Imagine stands out. Oh, Imagine is one of the most beautiful. I'm yeah. getting, uh, yeah. I haven't even, we haven't yeah. even listened yeah. to the song. Yeah. It's, I think it's, uh, it's one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. It's it, hands down. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a song that everybody knows. Mm-hmm. It is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The, the message of that song permeates and, and lives on. It's eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, we need. Universal. Absolutely. All of it, yeah. We need these words right now. Yeah. So, yeah, hit it. So that's Imagine. We all know that. But there's a question here for you, RJ. It says, um, why do you think the Beatles are still the most divisive band in history? Either you love them or you hate them. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you um, my, my, my view. Uh, it's, it's twofold. They were not the best musicians in the world. And, they, and uh, they, I think they admitted that themselves. They were great songwriters. The songs were arranged beautifully by uh, George Martin along with the Beatles. But they, their musicianship wasn't the greatest of all time. You could take foreplay. These are four of the greatest musicians that have ever lived. They'll outplay the Beatles any day of the week. Um, and I think that's why they're so divisive, because a lot of people are like, but these guys aren't the best singers. Because they, the they still remain the greatest band ever. And yet people are listening to yeah. their songs all the time. It just goes to show you that it's not always about being the best musician. Yeah. But it is about great songs. RJ, it's always lovely. Let's do this again next week. Thanks, everybody. It's three o'clock.